You ready, bald head? Hey. I wasn't, but yeah, come on. We we good. I'm going to just put my phone on. Do not disturb it. I'll handle it afterwards. All right. Hello. Hey, What's happening? Hello, everybody. My name is T. Okay. And we need a more. We need something more exciting. We need something what? more. I don't know. We're gonna have to think about it. We're gonna have to think about it. We're Look, about do it, it right now. Oh, do it right now. Yeah. Tamaya, goodbye. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Lizzie. Uh, we gonna come is... up with something more exciting because now this kind of it's a little boring. Maybe we could do a little beatbox or something. Uh, all right, so we'll this is Club Culture. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for tuning in. Hit Period. that like and hit that bell. Bing. Subscribe. Period. And if you are checking us out on your favorite platform, Apple Music, Spotify, etc., thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Yes, sir. This episode seven. Seven. Six. We almost say ten. Six. Seven. Siete. 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 My bad. My um, bad. So for episode, we almost said episode 10. Yeah. Three more. Episode 10 got to be big. Yeah. What you want to do? You want me to eat some booty on the camera? Smile. (laughs) Okay. Are you kidding me? Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, y'all. We got to go viral. Samaya. Stop this, please. Immediately. You want 10K? Put a pause on it. Follows overnight? Not two girls, one cup. We're not doing this. <laughs> yes. We're not doing That's going to no. get us to the roof. No. We're not doing it. Anyway. Well. We back, y'all. Another episode. And we're going to get into it. Another episode without a moderator, without Jazz. Jazz, 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 Jazz. That's okay, though. She get into the bag. I guess. Into the bag. She need to give me some money. Everything is started, right? Yeah. We all good. We all good. Okay. No nope. we good. We, we good. All right, we Gucci. Let's go. Speaking of going viral. Going viral. That is that has taken the world by storm. Okay. Everybody wanna go viral. Everybody wanna have that big moment. Right. That big one hit record. Right. Get a labor label deal. Mm-hmm. A million views. You a social media fanatic now. Right. But why the fuck do people make Fake skits to go viral now. I don't know, it's like, cause some some skits be funny. I ain't gonna lie. Some skits do be funny. Like, I got some people that I really like, and it just be funny. I'm talking about the skits that are not told to us it's a skit, and they act in our real world situations, mm-hmm. and we don't know that's a skit after social media then blew it up because they wanted to go viral. So you saying something that is it's actually fake, but it's portrayed to be real. Yeah, like uh that one we was all talking about with the the kids and the McDonald's and the baby daddy coming oh, over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It that was, was fake. Yeah, it was a skit. It wasn't real. It was another one that was fake too. Ah, that went viral, but even Buddy, I don't know, you know Buddy, uh don't I come around and then his girl was beating on him on, on live. Oh, 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 uh, oh, what is his name? Dang. Uh, I remember who you talking about too. <sighs> I don't know. Y'all know who we talking about. Y'all know who's talking about the boy that, Buddy was, on, that had he the, was on Facebook Live yes. all the time. And his girlfriend, this is not funny. Domestic violence is not funny. But his girlfriend was like, his baby his mama butt. was beating on him on live. On oh, live. Yes. And he was singing that one song. 
Don't you love when I come around? He was like, like, build you up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but he went on to make videos with um. Uh, What's the dude Skin Bone Skin Bone Yeah Yeah he was He went on his little Social media tour Cause he got the clout Right 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 But a lot of people was He 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 did a fake Relationship With a girl A girl came on to him To get some of his clout mm-hmm. And she did a whole Fake relationship And then his girl And Eastside Ivo They had a fake relationship This was after This is after He went viral With the video The right. Facebook live and now y'all just kind of just keep taking advantage of the whole going viral shit, having these fake ass relationships with people. Right. It's lame. Like we really do dumb shit so that we can get a piece of clout. And then you want to keep doing dumb stuff to continue that clout to keep going as long as you can. I mean, this they bag. That's how I get know. I know. I don't see nothing wrong with, when you get that organic clout, mm-hmm. it's the people that create fake shit to get it that be like, bro, y'all really sat so like, here. So like, what about people like, cause I am, um, what's her name? Pretty V. She yeah. do that. She make like skits and stuff. But she, we know it's a skit. She told us it's a skit. Oh, okay. It's comedy. It's for comedy. Okay. This is for you to digest as comedy. Right. Not this for you to digest and not real. know that y'all strategically put this shit together. Cause you know that social media Loves negativity, shit ghetto shit. Right. They like all that stuff. Right. You know, I'd rather it be organic. Okay. Because you like having everybody actually have real life debates about the content that you put it right. out. And it's not real. Right. And so we'll never probably ever see this for real if it's not real. Right. Well, I mean, the McDonald's thing, that kind of brought up a lot of conversation that people probably needed to have because... Some of them was a little... Yeah, but oh, let that be but. with people that really are going through that. Okay. okay. <laughs> you made this fake-ass scenario. I'm dead. Not fake. It was fake. It's somebody's reality. It's somebody's reality. I would rather that be organic. Let that come for them. You can... Buddy that was getting beat on alive, he was really getting beat on live. He was really getting beat on live. They didn't fake that. They didn't fake that. <laughs> he that got scarred. He got battle wounds right. for that. Yeah. I don't know, friend. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, uh, I get like whole the whole like being liberated. Social media, you can have other opportunities outside of the typical nine to five. If you just had that viral moment, I get it. It's done a lot for people on TikTok. Uh, they got viral dances or that one yeah. song that get them that record label. All that is great, but that also most of the time is organic. It's yeah. not fake. Yeah, that's true. And my question is, after it, like, after it does blow up, how do you continue it if that's not your real life? Yeah. Yeah. So. Be who you are. Are you kidding me? <laughs> For your pride. You know what I'm saying? Period. The vocals note. wasn't bad. Ah! It wasn't bad. <laughs> you caught you put a little altitude on that. That I'm was decent. Thought <laughs> you auditioned for the EP. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. People people get to their bags how they want. I yeah, guess. I guess I so. Mean, I guess so. If that's, I, if that's what make them get money and that's what helps them sleep. I ain't the viral police. I just think it's lame. That's all. Nah, I feel you. You feel me? I feel you. But <sighs> speaking of pride. <laughs> Who the hell said something about pride? I did. I said for your pride. Oh, okay. I didn't. My bad. <laughs> I'm like, not the. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and now I have to sing it again. Anyway, so you want to talk about the mm? the DL? Yeah. 
So people, so you feel me in? Cause I seen one video on TikTok. So people on TikTok been talking about how to tell if a straight, if a if a man that identifies as straight is, is on a DL. Is DL. How, yeah. do, how do we know that he's DL? Yeah, so I saw. I've been doing? seeing a couple people on TikTok making those videos, and then people stitching the videos, giving more of their input on it. Visual depictions of somebody that could be DL or like verbal stuff they might say that signify that they might be DL. Cause it was, I get, I don't, I don't, I don't be too much into the TikTok world where you actually know the people that keep going viral. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was some dude on there that was called out for being on the DL by another TikToker. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that is what started the conversation, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I don't be into the TikTok beef, so I just be seeing the trends on there. Right. So that was a trend. And I just don't know, you feel me? Like, I, I definitely get it. People be on the DL. Mm-hmm. I get it how that could be a very shocking thing sometimes when it's revealed. Mm-hmm. What I don't get is, why is that so significant? That somebody's DL? That when someone is... Exposed, I suppose. What? Why? Why blow it into blow it up so much? I think what it is is that, like, if a man is DL and then he's he has a girlfriend, mm-hmm. it be it be the men that have girlfriends and families, mm-hmm. and then you DL, it gotta get blown up now. Oh, I get the cheaters, but like somebody just got a family, they gotta be exposed for their sexuality. I mean, how else would we know that you're DL unless you're cheating? So I, I I can I can get a person exposed to somebody if they're a cheater, mm-hmm. but if you're just a regular motherfucker that got a, a family and no one knew that you like the same sex, why do we need to know it now? Because you your whole life is a lie. Why is it a lie? You just living your life and not exposing to the world that you like the same sex. Because okay, I mean it don't have to be blown up, but yeah. at the same time. At, at the same time, we got to be honest that it's probably a shock to the person that's on the receiving end of it. Okay. You mean to tell me we didn't have three kids and now you're going to sit up here and tell me you DL? Yeah, we see these. You don't be seeing them stories all the time on TikTok or social media where they're like some, I, we was married and then we got divorced because I found out that like, or I fully accepted that I like women. I like men. I like animals. I mean, fine. <laughs> Not animals. I mean, fine. But, like, I just feel like it's a shock to the person on the receiving end. They probably are sad. Their whole life is destroyed. What if y'all not a family anymore and y'all just have kids from being together? You sad and distraught? I mean, no. Maybe maybe not. Maybe, maybe you over that person and you really don't give a fuck. But, like... I think it'd just be a shock to everybody around the person who is DL because like your whole life, you've known this person as like a straight male. Uh-huh. You've known this person to date women. Okay. You've never seen this man with another man. You never heard him questioning his sexuality. So like then to come out well, then to be exposed that you're DL. It's like, who the hell is this? I've never heard of this person before. They've never mentioned any of this to me. So is a person's sexuality a huge part of their identity? Their sexual orientation? Tamaya. You mean like like who they are as a person? Yeah. yeah. I mean, not for real. Like you don't have to, like you don't have to know. Like, oh, I could tell you, oh, Tamaya, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily have to tell you because I'm still the same person. Mm -hmm. So, like, it doesn't really matter. But, like, I just feel like. So, if it don't matter. Everybody, but everybody, like, you, okay, but you told me, okay, so, like, say you never told me, like, oh, you was gay. But you, I've seen you date girls. Yeah. You, I mean, like. So, you just feel like you need to know a little something. I don't actually have to tell you, but. I don't need to know it, but you made it a, you made it a, a job to hide it from me. Or you, you made what, it a what if I'm the type of person that never shows people who I fuck with? Okay, then you know because it's a lot of people out there that don't want to show who they fuck okay, with. Okay, then I never have any knowledge of anybody that you talk to. So if you come to me and say, "Yeah, I like men," then okay, fine, whatever. But it's a shock. I feel like people have the right to be shocked. Mm-hmm. Like people can be shocked. Like, oh, I've seen you date girls your whole life, and yeah. now you date. Now you want to date men. But like, that shock sometimes is gossip. I mean, you can't. I mean, uh, you've seen it before. I'm sorry, I've I'm seen sorry, it. but if my brother called me today and say, yeah, Liz, um, I think I want to date me in. Uh-huh. I'm calling my mother. <laughs> Mom. You do my it too much. Told me, I'm finna do it. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Like, <laughs> Yes, you can. No, 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 First no, no. of all, what a respect that. Ask your brother if you told mom for it first. You told mom, nah, I ain't tell her yet. I'm going to wait till I tell her. Okay, cool. You okay, ain't going to respect he, that. If he say, if he say I want to wait till I, if I, I wait to talk to mom first. Now, okay, fine. I'll wait. But when you tell her. That's crazy. I'll be girl. And you, know, and you know what? That leads us to the whole young jock shit. Because... Yeah. Okay, so backstory: Young Jock had a, a DJ Vlad interview. Mm-hmm. In the interview, the person that was interviewing him said something about Snoop Dogg's daughter coming out. I don't know much about that, but more of the story, he went on to say, why do why is coming out significant, basically? Yeah. Why do people need to do it? Why do people feel like they need to do it? And why do others want people to do it? Mm-hmm. He's just questioning the whole idea of the coming out announcement. But... Before we got to it, we talking about the trending topic of people being on men being DL mm-hmm. and how that is so significant, so gossipy, so uh that kind of explains why coming out is significant, right? Well, I mean, like, okay, so part of it, part of the like when I said like, oh, uh, if my brother told me, you you said like, oh, but why do people have to gossip about it? Sometimes it's shock, then sometimes it's excitement. Cause you you ever seen a person, you'd be like, I don't know. I had a few people I went to school with in yeah. school, and I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. They they, they got a little sugar for in their sure. tank. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for sure. And they was too scared to do it, but now I see them on social media, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so glad that they finally just, like, said, fuck it. This yeah. this me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, if I see that, I'm I'm going to call my friend that I went to school with and be like, girl, did you see? See, I told you. I told I'm you like, that nigga gay. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, it's like part of it is shock. But then at the same time, I'm like happy for you because like you finally get to live in your truth. Like if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. So are you saying that coming out is something that should happen? I will say this. I think this is the part that young jock is forgetting about when he says like coming out. Why does coming out have to be a thing? Why does it have to be so significant? People come out. Some people come out later on in life because they're scared of what their parents might think or their parents may bash them for whatever they want to be, whoever they want to be. Um, people live in like abusive households and they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, people's family practice religions that prevent them from being who they want to be or they'll be shunned. Mm-hmm. 
And so like later on they grow up and they're like, okay, well I can finally, I'm at that age of liberation where I can finally do whatever I want to do, say whatever I want to say. And my parents can't tell me otherwise. So mm-hmm. like at that point, some people do come out. Like when we was in college, people like we had, uh, what was it? Coming out. Day. Coming out day. Yeah. We had coming out day and people would, like share their stories of how they came out, what yeah. happened and stuff like that. And so like, Hearing that side of it is very different from like young Jack saying, well, like, oh, well, I get what he was saying. Like, why it should be normal for yeah. people to just be whoever they just be, be who you want to be. Like, you should just be able to walk up to say, hey, this is what I like to do. OK, fine. Let's move on. But like, we're so in a world of like heteronormativity. I don't know if that would ever be like. A thing. Yeah. Where like people could just like you in the studio rapping with somebody or whatever. Say you a guy, you in a studio rapping, you just say you little murder. You just laid it down on the track. Mm-hmm. And you go and you shake hands with your friend. Yeah, I'm gay. What's up? Mm-hmm. They going, huh? You just was gratatata. Shoot your homies up. And you just came in. It's because we're tuned. Heteronormativity is so like. Destructive. That people, that people can't just be like, oh, hey, this is me. And you just say, oh, okay, that's, that's dope. Move on. Yeah. You go through the comments on the Vlad uh, interview, and you, I am only assuming, so call me an ass if it's not true, but most of the people were just saying, like, exactly, this is how a lot of us feel. Nigga, just be you. Why, we, why you got to make an announcement? Yada-da-da-da-da. But you're forgetting that you heteros are the reason why people come out. You're yeah. forcing us for one. Yeah. You expose us for another. Uh, it wasn't not acceptable for many years. Yeah. It still is not acceptable. There are many states that does not allow people to be marriage, same sex marriage. Mm-hmm. A lot of religions are against it. Like it's still not accepted. Accepted. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't, I don't even uh, get why this is even like a question still. Like we should get that being gay probably will never be accepted. Yeah. You just, I don't want to say it will never be. Ex- I think it's going to take us, I think what it's going to take is the older generation to die off. First. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I feel, cause I feel like our good, our generation has like a good grasp on like acceptance, um, being open-minded. Like, even if that's not something that you care for being open-minded enough to respect the next individual for what they do and believe in. Uh, I think you're giving our generation a little bit too much. I think they more, acceptable to the 50 50 rule in the households than gays really yes i think i think they are only accepting to what benefits them and so somebody being homosexual does not benefit you but you telling your shorty that she got to pay 50 percent of the bills now and you don't want to pay that 100 percent you're like yes let's all accept that social construct let's remove that one because this whole this motherfucker costs too much (laughs) I don't know. I feel like, okay, okay, maybe if even if we don't get to, like, fully accepting, I feel like we're making great strides. I, I get it. I get it. I feel like we're making bigger strides than past generations 50 and up has made. I agree. Because they still be, oh, that's your friend? <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, that's my girlfriend. And what about it? Leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But I get what young Jack was saying uh-huh. that, like, he was basically trying to say like everybody should just be accepted for what they what they do, who they are, whatever. Yeah. It shouldn't you it shouldn't have to be no big announcement. But because we live in a heteronormative society, it has to be. I wanna have a conversation with men. We're gonna have two dudes come. They're gonna be on the on the a pod. 
and we're going to have like the little whole gender war topic. But I also want to get their perspective on homosexuality because I know that women, they probably, with their friendships, they probably treat homosexuality totally different than men. Men are probably like more masculine about like, no, nah, we can't let no gay niggas in the clique. <laughs> let no what? Gay, we can't do what? We can't let the gay men in. Oh. They, nah, you can't be my homie. We can't be friends. Right. And but like women, they way more accepted, acceptable to it. They like, they want to have a gay male friend, mm-hmm. but they also have like a lot of stud friends mm-hmm. and films. If you film like that, ain't no, that don't mean nothing to them at all. But like just right. drastically how you dress differently, that is just, it's just a little different in a friend group. But like, yeah. I definitely like to have conversations with men and how what their their view is on homosexuality. I think they're the ones that's you a little bit. You know what it's gonna be. I know, but it's gonna be that's cool. Just keep that shit over there. Yeah, but like, Don't why? I want to ask why. I think they're just afraid. I think it's a phobia. I have my speculations, but hearing it come What's from your them, that they did. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. I actually oh. hate that. I hate oh. that we all resort to calling people gay if they're if they don't agree they with something. Right. Yeah, I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it all like I hate seeing it. I, yeah. If a, if a man uncomfortable around uh gay men and that man probably then he gay. I don't right. agree, agree with that. Right. <clears throat> I just think that they don't want to be treated like how they treat women. Cuz they they feel like they they, they are fear that a man, a man will treat them how they treat women. Mm-hmm. That's what my thought is on men that are uncomfortable around gay men. They don't want to be catcalled. They don't want to be hit on. Mm, they don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah, they don't want to get behind that like ass. It makes women uncomfortable. Yes, they don't want to be perpetrated like they get there, like they do women. Right. Yeah, it's a lot different when you got this nigga that's gay, but he also as big as you. Next to your ass, hey, baby, baby. hey it's How real different. Right. Nah, you over the ball shriveling up. Right. I, that's <laughs> Literally though, but I don't know. That's I mean, that's a good question. I feel like we would have to have people that, um, not are really against homosexuality, but people that are. No, I need a real extremist. Right. I, you need a real extreme dude, and then a dude that's. That say they in the middle. You neutral. always got the, them yeah. those neutral ones, and yeah. we just listen to them talk, ask them questions and yeah. shit. <laughs> Literally, that would be hilarious. Well, y'all, if you know uh, somebody that's Doctor Umar or something real extreme, Doctor Umar, <laughs> we do not need a Doctor Umar. Oh, we get Doctor Umar on the show. Are that you kidding would me? have me in Hang tears. On me. You snow bunnies, instantly in tears. Instantly, it's gonna be. Snow What's bunnies. next on the list? Well. We got Irv Gotti. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Irv the biggest Gotti. topic of this week. Drink drink champs. Mm. Irv Gotti about Ashanti. So go ahead, feel, feel the viewers in on what you, what you. Okay, so Drink Champs is a very, very big podcast in the hip-hop culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Nori, shout out FN, EFN, DJ EFN. They basically have this platform where they bring on hip-hop legends, hip-hop influencers, artists, onto the show and they interview them, but their whole show is about, like, getting you drunk so that you can really just tell, give us all the spiel and get loose with your uh, questions. And so he had Irv Gotti and Ja Rule on uh, last Saturday. They aired that episode. And Irv Gotti had a lot to say about his relationship with Ashanti. Mm -hmm. And so that had social media trending booming, booming about mm-hmm. what he had to say about their relationship. Right. 
Now I had you watch it because mm-hmm. I know that you don't really be in tune with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So what is your perspective? What questions you might have so that we could get into the trending topic, the hot topic? So, I mean, I understand that. My understanding is that Irv and Shanti used to date. But then there's some videos where he said they didn't date. Or they didn't. Okay, let's not say date. He said sex. They had sex. Mm-hmm. But then there's some videos that say he didn't have. My question is, they brought up this case about him in this um, money laundering situation. Yeah, yeah, with the feds. What do they have to do with Shanti? Because he said after after that came out, he said Shanti didn't want to have nothing to do with him. Okay. So, Irv Gotti is the record on the record labor owner of Mur- Murder Inc. Very big, influential uh, record label during the time of Def Jam, Bad Boys, that whole period. Those three, they were really big. Mm-hmm. Murder, Inc., um, the, the two biggest acts they really had was Ja Rule and Ashanti. Mm-hmm. Ja Rule was already a big artist before Ashanti came into the mix. And so Irv Gotti and Ja Rule, they, uh, he was really focused on Ja Rule's career, which was like, Kind of gangster rap, kind of not. They were trying to like give it that that Murder Inc. sound that we know now, which is a lot of Shanti and Jaru records together. Mm-hmm. More of the story. Uh, Irv Gotti feels like Ashanti owes her his life because he uh, put his all into making her who she who she became with that Murder Inc. sound and Jaru allowing her to be on a lot of his big records uh, when he was as big as he was and she was a nobody at the mm-hmm. time. So more of the story, they locked the fuck in. They started dating behind the scenes. Uh, he was also, like, married while uh, dating. He was not divorced yet. But uh, so it was a whole, like, a gossipy rumor that Ashanti and him were committing adultery. But he was trying to tell her, like, no, there was three other women that was fucking up my marriage before, before you. Came around. It was cool. Mm-hmm. She was also very young, like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <clears throat> that's their, their backstory. They were dating. Mm-hmm. He really was in love with her. Mm-hmm. We don't know her perspective because she never speaks on it. She don't want to talk about that shit. She basically broke up with him in the car, told his ass, when that I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's ugly. She said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do that no more. (laughs) Yes. She said, peace out when the Fed case hit because the Feds have like a 99% conviction rate when they are going against people. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was going against a a money laundering case. And she didn't want to have nothing to do with it. She didn't want to have nothing to do with it. So she wanted to leave Murder Inc. Mm -hmm. That was it. That was all. He's been. So is that the, like, what's the reason why? We don't hear much from Ashanti today because of him. As far as music, I don't know. But as far as like actually biography, speaking about her life story and all that stuff, I'm pretty sure it's because they have a big part of it. And that's just something she probably don't want to speak on. It's like speaking on a fuck nigga that she don't care about anymore. Okay. You know what? I think that because I heard what Irv said about like, oh, I basically made her like, I basically put her on the map. Yeah. My issue with saying that is, if you're going to say that, also mention her talent. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have been able to put her on the map. You wouldn't have been able to make her who she was if it wasn't for her talent. Yeah. If she wasn't able to get in the stool and do what she did. Um, there would be no Ja Rule and Ashanti if Shanti didn't have the talent that she had. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you might have 
put her in a position to become who she was, but acknowledge that she has the talent too. Because like, I, I feel like that's fucked up to say, like I made you who you were like, mm-hmm. nigga, you ain't God. Mm-hmm. You can't, you ain't just put me together. Like I'm a fucking Barbie down and say, yeah, say that shit. Cause I, I can't nobody in that, get in the studio and say that shit. Like Ashanti, Ashanti did it. Yeah. So like give her her credit where credit is due. Yeah. You could say that, but say that she's also a very talented individual. Like yeah. don't discredit her. Yeah. And I felt like he was doing a lot of discrediting. Like, and I get, he said, like, he still, he, he he was saying that he was over the whole Nelly situation, but he keeps bringing it up. Mm-hmm. And it's stupid. It's giving bitter. It's, I'm bitter. Literally, like, <laughs> it's it's bad. He just needs to give it up. I mean, and then my other thing that I didn't like was that he was talking about uh, how he would have sex with her, then they would roll over and talk, or they would go in the studio and make music. Like, don't kiss and tell. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Because, oh, this song came right after we have sex. That's a little too much. <laughs> don't don't get on here telling my business. And that, that's what, I think that's what people really had the issue. Like, he was really just, like, steady dragging her name, not giving her credit, like, and just kissing and telling. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Some people will say that's his truth. If that's his truth, fine, but it's a graceful way to say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was throwing out a lot of bitches in. Because he don't fucking fuck with her. I mean, that's cool and all, but like, <laughs> it, but then you wonder why she don't fuck with you. Look what, look how you talking about her on a public pr- platform. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't fuck with your ass either. I would not fuck with your ass either. You would fuck with somebody that talks, talk about you like that on a public platform. No. I don't have shit to do with you. You clearly don't want to have shit to do with me because you steady dragging my name. You got all type of bad shit to say about me. The fuck I want to talk to you for? Uh, I got I, that. Well, they have a documentary coming out about Murder Inc. And he said that his story with Ashanti gonna be in that nigga. You're not over her. That's weird to me. I don't want to hear the story if Ashanti's not giving her side either. Because all we just gonna keep seeing is him dragging her, him and you appearing bitter. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know all of it until if she ever. I personally wouldn't. If I was her, I would never tell my side ever. Let, Let him, him continue like to just asshole. keep looking like a dickhead. Yeah. Because that's what he is. I mean, it's a way to get on there and say, like, yeah, me and Ashanti really don't get along. I don't really want to say too much, but it's love, but we just don't see eye to eye. It just leave it at that. Them fucking has nothing to do with the music. Like, you want to say, oh. To him it does. To him it does. He think he made it. I know, but, like, if you were to do the biography about Murder, Inc., we would never need to know that y'all was in a relationship for us to still appreciate the music that was out there. The music had nothing to do with y'all fucking at all. So I think he's bitter because you're talking about this whole relationship that you had. And if you were to take, if you were to take that out of the murder Inc history, we still would have so much more and never, nobody needed to know at all that y'all's relationship because it was on the hush. Anyway, Mm -hmm. you was fucking married. Mm -hmm. Nobody's supposed to know all of that. So, you know, lame niggas do lame shit. He did say though, he did say though that he is hurt. He said he still is hurt. He said he he heard about the, the leaving murder ink thing. He said he ain't heard about the Nelly and him finding out that she dated Nelly and them breaking up. He hurt. Period. He is hurt. How do you, so, cause I've experienced this one time in my life when I was dating somebody and we don't work out and all they do is talk shit about me. Mm-hmm. That shit grinds my gears. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You probably never experienced this before. No. So I don't know how she do it, how she can see, because that is a three hour long episode and about an hour of it is about them. Just, just talking shit. Yes. 
I don't know. I guess people really be mad. And if, like, if you don't get no help, then I guess it just comes out. The shit be making, like, when I see bad stuff talk said about me, it ain't easy to just ignore it mm-hmm. at all. It's not easy to just ignore it, especially when it's lies. Like, you say the truth. Like, if, if you if you peed in the bed. <laughs> if you peed in the bed. And that's true. And it's true. You and I going to say, like, this pissy-ass motherfucker. Right. It'll I got to suck it up. Is. Right. I can't go in and defend myself. I I know I'm a, a, a epic peer. Right. <laughs> but but if, it's, if it's a lie right. and that's all the motherfuckers doing is just this motherfucker be peeing in the bed, leaving chips under the bed, whatever. Dirty, dirty as hell. <laughs> dirty. Yeah, and you know chips. that's not true. Right. That, and you just trying to be the bigger person, not speak on it because it's dumb. Mm. But it's not that dumb because this other many people that are friends or in y'all circle see you talking about me like this. Like you be wanting to say something. Yeah, I don't know how she do it because I definitely had moments of saying stuff. I couldn't let some stuff slide. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I ain't never really had that happen to me, but. I think I think Ashanti is well as of right now. I think she's doing the best thing she can. Yeah, she's just ignoring him. Keep doing, keep doing what you're doing on them tours, getting your money because he yeah. he don't he he don't he doesn't make money off of Shanti and Ja Rule when they do shows. Mm-hmm. He makes money off their catalog because he owns their masters. Well, he at least owns Ashanti's. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he owns Ja Rule's, but where well, would I be without my baby? The thought alone might break me. And I don't wanna go crazy. You really auditioning for this EP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else? What we got? What we got? All right, so let's get into it. <sighs> that was hot topics. Music and music, music, music. Okay, you got a climate of music at the moment. I know, I know, I know. You know, see, this is why Jazz gotta quit her job. And come help us. And come help us. Absolutely. I will. Or feed. we need a new moderator. We need a temp. <laughs> we are opening job applications. Job we're not, applications. We're not paying y'all. This, this we'll is pay you with gas and food. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We just need you if to you come behind be the a moderator. You want experience with helping build a podcast to be one of the biggest podcasts uh, amongst the young folk. Come, you know, you can even come hit us up. You in the Chicago, Indiana, Northwest Indiana region. Hit us up. Reliable people only. Reliable people only. You must have transportation. Don't. We'll pay don't for your gas. Don't come over here if you, my baby Ray Ray, my cousin Nikki. Professional. No. You put this on your resume. Period. Internship. Internship. Period. <laughs> I mean, we could sign off on that. Listen, man. I done got me a nice paying job off of an internship. Okay, period. Don't do that. All right, period. Shout out to the new jobs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Right. Uh, so we're going to hit the, um, wait, wait, you know what? Never mind. We're going to hit, we're going to hit the climate. Boom. We're going to have, it's going to, it's going to be some street interviews going on in Atlanta. We got a new correspondent now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Crystal. Crystal, my sister. Yep. She's going to be in Atlanta doing the street interviews for us. We got lucky in New York. And so if we catch you on the streets in the, in the ATL, what's popping? Tamaya. You a part of club culture now if we catch you on the streets and you answer a question for us. Right. But this week, we're going to be talking about music and the mental health and how that intersects mm-hmm. with the human interactions. You feel me? So, boom. How would you describe the climate of music right now? 
Terrible. Terrible? Hate it. How long has it been bad? Hate it. Since lip gloss was popping and me in the trap. And it's just bad since Soldier Boy said, you, it's, after that era, I don't know, maybe I was just too young. But I just feel like music, it don't it don't make me want to get up and dance. It make me want to sit the fuck down. So what you was doing summer 2016? Because that summer was popping. Everybody is stuck on summer 2016, and I don't remember it. I don't remember none of it. We had Lil Yachty, Broccoli, A Boogie, Beyonce Lemonade, Adele. We had what? A bunch, like Playboy Cardi. Like they Didn't all had Drake that. Drake released an album in 2016? Maybe, maybe not. It was a very popping year of music. That's all I know. I don't know, but I don't care for none of this music today. I'm going to be honest. It, it, I don't care for none of these rappers. I don't care for, I really don't really care for none of the um, pop music either. I will listen to it because that's all we got, mm-hmm. but I really don't care for it. Like, I'm not, I will get in the car and turn on some old school music before I get in the car and turn on this new school. It's just hard. Like, it's just like in R&B, I mean, um, uh, hip hop and rap these days just tires me out. Like to get in the car and hear the same thing, my bitch, my drugs, my gun, my money, my cars. I'm tired. The other day I was listening to a song. Yeah. You remember how they used to say, Cardi used to say she put the pussy on offset so much. Yeah. I was listening to a song. I said, okay, Cardi, we get it. I, I have to turn the song. And Cardi is great. But, like, that's just how I feel. Like, people were saying, like, oh, Cardi, Cardi say this all the time. I feel like people say the same thing in their music all the time. Uh-huh. I got a fat ass. I drive fast cars. I sell drugs. Motherfuckers don't even be selling drugs. I shot your homie. Motherfuckers is in the crib hiding. They not even shooting homies for real. And I fucked your bitch. You can't even touch my bitch. Shut up. So a lot of fabricated Absolutely. Lines. It's a lot of fabrication. And it's just, it just don't make me feel nothing but rage. Like. You be angry? Listen to music today? I don't want to hear it. Like, I just oh, got okay. off work. I just got off work. I just got off a long eight-hour shift. At this point, I'd rather ride in silence than to listen to our, to listen to rap. R&B, I can do all the time. I was about to say, so, like, get off rap. What about R&B? R&B, I can do all the time. Uh-huh. It, it, R&B. It's not disappointing right now. Rap is very disappointing right now. Mm-hmm. R&B is not disappointing. Could we have a few better artists? Yes. But is it disappointing? No. Rap, and maybe I'm just not a rap fan. But like rap back in the day, I could listen to some, I could listen to some P. Diddy. I could listen to some Tupac. I could listen to some Biggie. Rap in the day, we had Ludacris. Drip, I could listen to Ludacris. Drip, Ludacris, drip. Ludacris is good. Lip, 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 Are you kidding? <laughs> I like Ludacris. Ludacris. I love I love Ludacris. Yeah. But I'm saying we still had I could do I could even do a little bit of Eminem. I don't listen to him like that. I love Kendrick. I love Jay. Mm-hmm. Cole. Mm-hmm. Jay Cole. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't talking about <laughs> I'm not talking about Jay. Okay. But, I mean, I'm sure he's cool too. But um But yeah, I just don't like like all the babies. I don't like the babies. Uh-huh. The baby, little baby, big baby, cry baby. I don't, I could do, I could do without it. Even though I just saw little baby in concert, but I could do without it. Uh-huh. And maybe that's just because I'm not a rap fan. Did little baby surprise me? Absolutely. 
He definitely did. But I don't know. How do you feel about this climate of music? You know, <clears throat> I am an album person. Mm-hmm. I'm not into the single shit. And it's been, you know, the single game for some years now. And I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. I just want people to lock the fuck in and give us some great albums. Mm-hmm. I said this maybe last episode, two mm-hmm. episodes ago. Lock the in and give us some albums, mm-hmm. cohesive albums. And that's it for me. Like, I want to be able, I'm at the point where, because like pay, playlists are really big things. You want to get your singles on a playlist so that you get it circulated. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to make a playlist. I ain't got all the damn time in the world to go through all these damn singles people drop every day. And choosing which ones are actually good that go with this vibe. Mm-hmm. Put that in that one. Now I need a party one. Mm-hmm. Now I need a go to sleep one. Now I need a road trip one. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have time to do all of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what they force us to do because they don't make albums. Mm-hmm. If you put, if I, if everybody just locked the fuck in, made us 12 great songs, put it on one project, at least I know, like, okay, I'm going to turn on that new Usher. I know what I'm going to get from that. Mm-hmm. Boom. Then I could turn on that new uh, August Alcina. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I know that's going to be different from Usher. It ain't going to be as poppy. Boom. Mm-hmm. But no, y'all got all these damn singles. We got to choose between. Some of them be over here. Some of them be over there. Like, it's just, it's a, it's, it's exhausting. Like, um, I, I was listening to the, I was listening to a radio station. I feel like it was a Series XM radio station. And Lotto. Is that her stage name now? Yeah, Lotto. Okay, it's Namu Lotto. No, it's Lotto. Okay. Lotto was on a radio station. They was asking her, like, when we going to get the album? Because she's dropped, like, a lot of singles. Yeah. And she's featured with a lot of people. And, like, she like, oh, the album coming, the album coming, or whatever. So, like, I guess that's to your point. But I just, like, okay, when we do get the albums, I just feel like they're still not. Because they too focused on the singles. Okay, but is that our fault for continually supporting the 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 sound that we like to hear as people, or is that their fault? Because I feel like a lot of times I feel like artists are riding the wave of mm-hmm. what people want to hear, mm-hmm. and production companies are also riding the wave. Mm-hmm. If you get on a song, it's like when Migos was doing the ad libs, motherfuckers loved ad libs. Like that's a big deal. Yeah, and that <clears throat> that was really helping them. Like you get on a song, hey, yeah. That shit was turned. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. love that shit, so they continue to ride the wave. Yeah. But then when the wave when the wave run out, now you asked out. So like I feel like a lot of artists these days are like riding the wave of like what's popular, what sound good. And I don't think a lot of them are good artists. I think people are just what what sounds appeasing. Okay, if we get in here, we say a few things about guns, money, sex. Okay, that's what the people want. Let's they giving you them want. skits to go viral. They and doing they, it in music. It, it don't be real life. No. It don't be real life. And it fucking sucks because people get out here and they think it is. And so now when you got to do 12 other songs on one project and we got to get to know you, you can't do it because you was doing this fabricated ass skit on a song. So like who's to blame for bad artistry? Because you don't want to police. You Honestly, you don't want to police how nobody... Uh, portrays their art mm-hmm. because if that's if that's how you want to get it off your chest, then I, I guess go ahead and do that. That's what make you an artist. But like, whose fault is it for like repeated artists repeatedly being the same way? Like you, 
you constantly have artists talking about drug, sex, money. Whose yeah. fault is that? Is that is that the viewers? fault or is that the artist's fault like why do we not have different people that rap about different things i think it's everybody i think it's collective fault i think it's the artists it's the record label it's the fans it's the consumers too because the consumers has forced that lower attention span mm. well technology has but we allow technology to i guess be can't uh, allow us to be lazy and not actually want to give attention to something longer than we would like to. Mm-hmm. So you got to attack their attention, the shorter attention span. So you give us shorter songs and you give us more of the hook than of a verse so that that hook just keep coming in. It's catchy. We get it. We get the, I get the psyche behind the it. Psyche behind it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the song can't still have substance in two minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of artists, they're constantly in the studio and they're producing as if they're songwriters instead of producing for a producing as if they're an artist that uh, has the time to work with songwriters. Mm -hmm. So if you're a songwriter, most of the time we want to get placements. We want to push our songs out. And so you just give it a nice foundation. You don't actually think about the layering, Mm -hmm. uh, switching out this beat, uh, this drum with this drum because this drum works better. You just need a demo to show the idea. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like artists are being the songwriter where they just have a bunch of ideas mm-hmm. and then I actually conceptualize it to be as good as it can be. I've had uh, the song used by you. I wrote that song in 2000 and what was that? So 16, 2018, the end of it. The song didn't drop it to 2020. Mm-hmm. That's because all I had was this idea and I said, no, I need the right producer that can do this to that. Cause mm-hmm. I know it'd be better. So I waited until I had everything that I knew could make it sound better. Mm-hmm. And even in that moment of going to the studio, I heard stuff more. And so I wasn't ready to drop it until I went back. And then I went to go add that more element to it. Mm-hmm. People ain't doing that today because they're trying to uh, suffice to the shorter attention spans, the single game, dropping all, as much as you said you can to be consistent so that your fans have a lot from you. It's just, you know. It's everybody's yeah. fault. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, I'm, you know what I miss in music? I miss, like, punchlines. Like, people used to, people, like, you have to slow the song down, actually go back and read the, like, I miss music Lil Wayne like bars. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You actually got to slow it down. Go read the lyrics because you have no idea. Leave them dead in the living room. <laughs> like, that's a little Wayne line. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. He said, some, he had, it was somebody had interviewed him recently, like. He said, get it, leave it dead in the living room. <laughs> it, like, shit like that. Like, that shit make you go like, oh, like, yeah. he right as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and then one time I was in, uh, oh, I was in Sephora. Mm-hmm. They was playing Kanye over the over the stereo. And it said, hey, let's give them them salty looks. Laurie's. Uh-huh. I said, oh, Laurie's. Salty. <laughs> But, like, that type of stuff, like, I just miss, like, when people would say stuff and it'd be, like, punchlines, like, damn, that's fat. Mm-hmm. Or they really sat down and really thought about that shit. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers just be saying stuff. My favorite line of all time, well, some of, one of my favorite lines of all time is when Party Nedo is, like, some, 
I see you talk about we a lot or your spring French now. Yeah. That's my shit. Yeah, yeah. You start the song off with that one. Yeah. Shh, turn that shit back. <laughs> Hold on. What you just say? Right. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> nah, but for real though, I miss like when like when people would take the time to actually think about what they saying and tie it in in a way that make you think like for real. Like you have to think about it or like rewind and be like, wait, what did he mm-hmm. just say? Like, or go back and read the lyrics and what the definition of this is or what's the, you know what I'm saying? What's the meaning behind this? Why they say this like this? Mm-hmm. So I miss when people used to do that. Cause the, then music used to really make you think mm-hmm. it really, and it really had an effect on like, Oh, maybe, maybe they like, they had hidden messages in their music. Or like, re- like when you watch a movie, you watch it on the first try. Cool, great. And then you watch it, and you're like, I did not see that last right, time. Right, like, right, Like, that's right. how music probably yeah. needs to get back to. Yeah, and I miss that. But, mm-hmm. like, people, I feel like not enough people want that. And so they're going to keep playing into this whole bullshit. So, so as a consumer, if your favorite artist was like Frank, Frank Ocean, how would you feel where you get one great project and you might not get another one until five years later? Not saying like they was they give you one and five years later they give you the next one, but every every time is good music. That's just, fine. I mean, I'd rather have a lot of good albums than one good album and a bunch of shitty albums. Mm-hmm. Take your time if you need if you need that time. I'm sure somebody else will release a project that mm-hmm. I like and I can listen to their music in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So you get back. But take your time. The thing is, though, people want money so bad. Like, mm-hmm. people want money so bad. People want, like, singles to hit the charts so bad so they can make so much revenue off of it. Yeah. When it's just like, just take your time. Like, I feel like it's become about money at this point. True. It ain't even about, like, the talent. It's not even about, like, bringing quality. It's about the money. Like, who can make the most money? How fast can you make it? Yeah. How many damage can you rock out at once? How many cars? How many houses can you buy? Yeah. Like, it's become about money, and I feel like that's why we lost the talent, for real, for real. Because, like, people are just like, I want this X amount of dollars. Let me make my own company so I can bring on the next biggest artist. And (laughs) let me bring on the next biggest artist so my company can make the most amount of money. Like, it's just about, it's about fucking money, and I hate that for us because I really want that quality back so bad. I agree. I feel like I would listen to rap more if we had that quality back. Yeah. We need more... Like, the Kendrick Lamar album, to a lot of people, is one of the best ones out. And I feel like music can go even greater than that. Mm-hmm. And that was still a good project. I haven't listened to his new album. I feel like it'd be greater than that. I I want Born Sinner J. Cole back. Period. I want... I think Cole has never changed on us, though. No, he's definitely... Yeah. He's been very... I think he's been... Out of everybody, I think he's been very consistent. Mm-hmm. And, like... Every project is substantial. Yeah. It has substance, storylines, mm-hmm. still bars, mm-hmm. still great marketable bars mm-hmm. where you could put it as a caption or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still... We need... But he also... When he's not giving us a project, he's giving us features. Mm-hmm. And so he makes sure that those features are cold as hell, too. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate J. Cole. What he say? He said in that one song... Damn, what's that? I gotta look it up. He was he was throwing shots at uh, fuck his dude name with the rainbow hair. Uh, six nine. Yeah, he said I, I get back to me next episode. We opening with the with the J Cole verse. Okay, cause I don't because know what you talking about. I have to bring this up. I have to I have to read it. Verbatim. Okay, okay. But why are we on the topic of music? Fabricated lines and shit. Not fabricated lines. Yeah. 
Who's your favorite artist of all time? Michael Jackson. Come on now. Okay, what is he saying? Is he saying, I'm going to say it, I'm going to stop, I'm not going to stop? Or what is he saying? I'm going to say, say, I'm going to say, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop. Is it, is it, is it just sounds or is it words? Listen, it don't matter. I'm going to I'm not going to stop. It don't matter what he says as long as you still feel it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say. I say, I'm going to say too. But, but it. They I'm said gonna say it one more time. I'm not gonna yeah, stop. that they said it's real language, it's real words. But me, I'm still. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my kusa. What you say? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my kusa. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my kusa. That's your shit. That's your shit, friend. Yes, greatest okay. of all time. Can't nobody fuck with my man's Michael. Period. I mean, Michael is great. Michael is wonderful. I don't Superb. have no. I don't have no rebuttal for that. He's great. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have a favorite artist of all time. I am a Chris Breezy super fan to the day I die. You know, after the concert, I sent him a DM. I had wow. To. You I were one him, of those? I sent him a DM on wow. Instagram. Yes, okay. I did. Yes, I did. I, Breezy, if you're watching, respond. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What'd you say to him? Oh, you want to know? Yeah, what'd you say I'll to him? I'll read the message to you. I, I'm not embarrassed. She. <sighs> Breezy. That was the best thing no, in no, my entire life. No. You really blessed my eyes no. when I went to the concert. So shut up, because I was responding to a video that he posted of a girl that was saying that the concert was really great. Mm-hmm. And I replied to the video and I said, Chris, with a lot of extra exclamation marks. Uh-huh. I said, no lies were told. Tears of joy is an understatement. You showed out last night and did your shit in Chicago. I love you. Chicago loves you. You are so beautifully talented. You never disappoint. Been a fan. Always will be a fan. Please don't make it long before you return again. Period. What a fucking groupie. (laughs) (laughs) Chicago loves you. Call me what you want. But Chris, like you literally just had to be there. Like literally just had to be there. Chris did his shit. <laughs> I was losing my mind. I ain't gonna lie. Lizzie. Chris did his shit. But if I had to pick a if I had to pick a favorite artist of all Hold time. Hold on. What? You not finna get that DM off and me not bake your ass. I don't care. You can bake me all you <laughs> Lizzie, want. Lizzie, your ass said, Chicago loves you. I don't you care. You turned the city up. I don't care. He did. Fuck. <laughs> you just to be Chicago there. loves you. Are you kidding me? You turned the, the city up. Are you kidding me? He did. sound like the people that be going on trips and be like some I Miami did me no harm. I don't care. You know how shiny Miami is about, did good to you know me. How shiny is about dirt. That's how I feel about Chris. Who I love Chris Brown. What I, a fucking I literally groupie. lost my mind at the fucking concert. Like I thought I like really lost my mind. That's, okay. That. Next time I'm paying a thousand dollars. All right. I'm paying it. And All I'm right. and I'm gonna bring my my chart results so he can see that I don't have no STDs because I'm gonna kiss him. Okay. How's your kids? How's your wife? How's your kids? How's your wife? Chris. <laughs> I love Chris. He is but I it, like my cousin asked me the other day, she was like, if you could pick between Usher and Chris, who would you pick? Mm. And I said, I don't know. I don't think I could pick. How are you a super fan of somebody, but you can't pick between another person? Between because them? I also love Usher. Usher, Usher's music, it hit different. It hit different. Mm. I, I know. No limit. 
And you gonna choose one of the songs I, that's not that good. I love Usher. Like <laughs> I love Usher. You can put on any Usher song, and I'm gonna fucking vibe out to that. Song. Yes, like, I, I. I love Usher. Yes, and I love. He Chris. has real R and B. I get it. I've never seen Usher. I've never seen Usher in concert. I've seen Chris in concert multiple times. Mm-hmm. I love Chris. We have to see Usher. Usher. We have I to absolutely see have to see Usher. Absolutely. If I could have seen him while he was on his Vegas residency, yes. I would have went. Yes. But we um, gotta go to the next Usher concert. Absolutely. We can't miss that. Absolutely. I get to see Kelani this month. Is it this month or next one? It's one of these months. I can't always... wait to tell her my flash up my titties. So I'm wrong for wanting to crit kick. I'm Chris. a groupie. I am a groupie for Kelani. Okay. Got it. I do whatever you say. Whatever. Whatever you say. So if she say lick my booty crack, you're gonna lick All my right, booty nah, crack. I can't do that. You said whatever you said. No, I was lying. Okay. I ain't that much of a groupie, but I'm a groupie. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, if I had to pick an artist of all time, for me, it would probably be between Usher and Chris. That's so tough. It would probably be between those two. I cry. Beyonce is great too, but I, I'm not a super fan of Beyonce. That's so. not your artist of all time, because not, you're not that much of a friend of her. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I've cried. Like, going to school... Coming back home, just sitting out in the in the window waiting to get home, and I've cried about never being able to meet Michael Jackson. Okay, tomorrow. Real tears. Okay, you know what? Everybody remembers the where they were when Michael Jackson passed away. You do you remember where you were when he passed? I actually don't. Okay, funny story. This is a little off topic. Uh huh. When Michael Jackson passed away, I was at the fucking water park in Calumet City, <laughs> and we get in the car. I'm with my daddy. We uh-huh. get in the car. And we're driving home, and on the radio, Michael Jackson has passed away at the age of whatever, whatever, whatever. Instant. My dad is in tears. Yes. I look at him. Did you know Michael Jackson personally? Exactly. You what feel is that. What's wrong with you? The, you feel like you know this man. So you're sad because you never met Michael. He yes. right in Gary. You should have went to his house. He have you seen his house? Yes. Oh, why you didn't go over there? Meet Tito and them. They don't live there. Oh, well, I'm sorry to you. Maybe you can meet his kids. I don't want to meet Blanket. What about Prince? I don't want to meet him either. I want to meet... Same Prince? I think his name it's... is Something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. It is very sad. Well, at least you get to have his music for the rest of your life. It ain't the same. I need one more video. One more. I never would ever get to see you perform. Like, never. I got all these impersonators and shit. So how you feel about people um, comparing Chris Brown to? Shut the fuck up. What a load of fucking ass. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's a piece of shut the hell up. That's all it. Every time I see comparisons to anybody to Michael Jackson, shut the hell up. Not even Beyonce. It's no comparison. You can't compare to that man. No. None at all. We talk about streaming, next hits, all of that bullshit. Everything he dropped was a was a hit. And it did so much in a time where no one in Kansas and you live in Gary, Indiana, you live in Chicago, you live in Hollywood now. How fucking hard it is to get people to know your music and you live in Kansas back in those days. Okay, what about performance level? Same. You don't think nobody could perform as good as Mike? Nobody. Now you could be a great performer, but you're not Michael Jackson performing. Okay, I've never seen Michael, so I've never even seen. He a used clip. to choreograph some of his stuff, like every like I'm pretty sure Chris Brown and Beyonce they give their own flares to stuff. 
The dude took a whole dance move and made it into his own. The moonwalk. Don't, yes, don't nobody give a fuck who actually created it. <clears throat> the men well. side glide, forward glide, back glide, diagonal glide, hood, throw it up, cough it in your face. Chris Brown ass, they're like, oh, he's so talented. He's more, he's more talented. Nobody give a fuck. I can sing, draw, play okay, basketball. See, what I'm not gonna let you do is sit up here and do that because no, Chris, I'm serious. That's Chris what people say. Ass, like, people say like he's more, he's so talented. He's more talented than Michael Jackson. Okay, great facts. Maybe we don't know everything Michael Jackson could do, but let's just say he I'm is more to talented. Watch, I'm gonna have to watch the Chris Brown Drink Champs because. They talked about this yeah. on the Drink Champs. I, I, I'm he said curious. the same thing. He is nowhere near that man. Oh, that's what he said. He would be nothing without Michael Jackson, and he said he's nowhere near that man. So you just ruined the Statistically, statistics alone, no one is touching Michael Jackson. Okay. That is during a time where we didn't have social media. We didn't have streaming. Right. You had records. You had to sell records. That's you had to make sure that you lived you here. You had to sell CDs. You had to sell CDs. They used to record... Um, shows and they'll sell the shows mm. because everybody won't be able to get, get there. To, yeah. Now you can go to a show and they go to almost every major city. You can try to get there, but still everybody won't get there, but you don't have to sell these, these CDs and yeah. shit. Niggas have specials on Netflix. You don't ever have to see Kevin Hart in person. Cause you just go watch the special. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson didn't have none of that stuff. And he went diamond. That's bruh. Sorry. No. Okay. Can't nobody fuck with MJ, bro. Well, I just want to say Chris did his shit. That's cool. And if I had to pick an artist of all time, it was probably between him. I'm glad you had a great experience at that uh, Oh, concert. he did. I mean, he was like singing 10 songs back to back, never took a break. Now, the guy that opened for him, Blue, if I ever... Oh, Young Blue? He was ass. I'm sure. Terrible. Tamaya, he walked off in the middle of his set. For real? Yes. Why? I don't know. He just came on. He sang like two, three songs, and then he just walked off. He didn't say bye. He didn't say great seeing you. He just walked off. It was a thing where he came out to, uh, to Chicago at Power Jam or something last year, and he walked off because he wasn't sounding good or some shit. He did not sound good at all. He sounded really bad. Maybe he got a curse in Chicago. He needed to stay out of the city. It sounded so bad. I was like, I feel bad for him. Well, and you could tell he can't sing because like he was trying to sing on the auto tune. I don't know if his auto tune was too high, too low, whatever. But it was, it was bad. He don't never need to show his face <clears throat> ever again. Oh, sorry to that man. Sorry to that man. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, we can, we didn't <laughs> spoke so long uh, on this dang hot topic. Because you music. had to, you had to get your, you had to get your shit off about Michael. Whatever. Right. It's cool though. Now, 21 Savage, you can take this one. All right, so we've talked about this a little bit before about how, like, should artists be able to fabricate what they say in their music for the sake of entertainment? Mm-hmm. Um, like, we'll hear Dirk get on his music and say this shit for all props, but it ain't all props. We know Dirk is really in the streets for real. Mm-hmm. We know her really lived that life for real. Mm-hmm. We know the game really lived that life for real. Mm-hmm. But then you get motherfuckers like 21 Savage who did not live that life for real or claims that I don't know, but people get in their music and they say, Oh, I shot John. I stole drugs. I did this. I did that. And they really haven't done this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, recently this past week, 21 Savage got on, um, Twitter and said, Atlanta, we have to do better. Put the fucking guns down. And somebody said, uh, somebody quoted his lyrics and said, spin a block twice. Like it ain't nowhere to park. 
Because you know when you spin a block, it be some it be some goofy shit going on, right? Well, he then responded saying, "A song is for entertainment. It's not an um, instruction manual on how to live your life. In real life, I give away a lot of money and spread financial literacy to my community. Stop trying to make me one dimensional." Well, like you're not gonna get on a song and talk about how you give money and financial literacy to your community. I mean, I'm you could. Nipsey has before. I mean, you, you definitely could. But like a nigga like Twenty One Savage gonna get on there and say that. Why is he not telling his truth? That's what I'm saying, because this is what's selling. People wanna make money. Yeah. And I think that's so fucked up because then you have people out here thinking that, that shit is real. Like that these are people that people look up to. <clears throat> Like, people look up and be like, oh, like, up-and-coming rappers be like, oh, I want to be like them. I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Or kids looking up to, like, their favorite rappers and stuff. You're in the songs talking about drugs, guns, sex, like, and you want me to see you as a person that gives money to families? You don't want me to see you as one-dimensional? But, like, that's all you talk about in your music. So, like, why yeah. why do you want to create this facade of somebody that you aren't, mm-hmm. but then want us to see you as somebody that's in your community, that's serving, that's doing great things? You never show us that side of you. Yeah. So, is it our fault that we see you as one-dimensional, or is it your fault because you have to keep up a certain character to go along with the person that you portray in your music? Shit, I heard, I watched Future say that. He no longer pops pills and drink lean, but he still talks about it in his music because that's what the motherfuckers would hear. And that's fucked up because people are actually killing themselves popping pills and drinking lean. Motherfuckers is out here overdosing because they think that shit is cool because that's what music has portrayed it to be. Well, that leads into our mental health topic. Music intersecting with right. mental health. Yeah. Now, this whole 21 Savage shit, I think it sh- shines a light on how ignorant and dumb he is. And then also just shines a light back on how the consumers of music, how ignorant and dumb they are. Mm-hmm. If you are okay with consuming low vibrational music, the murderous boom, clap, clap music 24 seven, that's your prerogative, but you're not allowing your system to flush out that negative energy by also consuming high vibrational music. Mm-hmm. My only question is, I don't know if the music I consume, which is R and B, if the music that's about breakups, that's about pain and grief. If that music is also low, low bar vibrational because of the topic, the content that it's about, mm-hmm. because I listen to that shit <clears throat> and I don't be sad at all. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm listening to Fantasia when I see you go crazy with the vocals and me mm-hmm. singing along with her. That brings me joy. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know exactly how to categorize what is low vibrational, what is high. Mm-hmm. But I do know that it does not make sense to consume murderous music 24-7 and just think that you're going to always come up like Nelson Mandela, nigga. Like, that don't make no sense. <laughs> right. But people will argue you down, though, and say, like, Oh, well, the artists don't have control over what the consumer does. That's the consumer's yeah, decision. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the consumer's choice or whatever. But, like, everybody has people that they look up to. Yeah. And, like, if you don't have nobody in your household that's, like, a figure for you to look up to, then the, everybody wants to be a fucking celebrity when they're a kid. Yeah. I want to be like them. Mom, look at them. Dad, look at them. I want to be a celebrity. I want to be big time. I want to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think that for a second this is not hurting people that are listening, 
I think you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And granted, people going to do drugs. People going to do whatever they want to do. Absolutely. Everybody has free will. But I feel like when people that are big time, when they make it seem like this is their life, people think like, oh, maybe that's what I got to do to get to the top. Uh I got to indulge of a little bit of this because they doing that shit too. So it's not going to hurt me. Mm -hmm. So like, why would you continue to portray that type of stuff? But I also think that it got something to do with, I don't know the the term for it. The people, the big, the big man, the big white man. The machine? No. The people that will say, because you know how Meg Thee Stallion, Meg Thee Stallion went through this thing where like she was creating music, but her label wouldn't let her release it mm-hmm. because that's not what they wanted her to put out. Or like Kate Michelle, for example, she wanted to switch to country music. Uh-huh. She didn't want to talk about heartbreak no more, but her label wouldn't let her. Uh-huh. So like the people at the top have the control about what's put out. Yeah. And so they know that like these big time artists, Lil Baby, 21 Savage, all these people, they know that the, these uh, vocals will reach Black communities specifically. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wonder if there's some type of systematic thing going on there where they're just, like, not purposefully trying to, like, harm the black community, uh-huh. so to say, but, like, some type of systematic thing, you know, going on where, like, okay, I know this is specifically going to speak to the black community, so let's, don't don't release this shit where you talking about financial literacy, but release this shit, because yeah. this is what they going to fuck with, and, they, and this is how we going to keep them where they at. Have you heard that little baby song? Uh... When he had put it out during like the whole Black Lives Matters movement, the uh, uh, marches, mm-hmm. that song, he was basically like, "I'm no longer gonna make shit like that because it brought me a lot of black backlash or some shit." Mm-hmm. But I am like a conspiracy theorist. I feel like it's because the machine wasn't liking that song coming from him. Machine, who is machine? So the people that are behind the scenes, okay, making the power moves and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think they like that coming from him. And Mm -hmm. that song actually did do some numbers. Mm -hmm. So if him, if he was to put out more of that, that's not helping their agenda, whatever that is. And it's not really, I mean, technically it's not helping his image. either. Yeah. Like it's helping his image because we as black people enjoy him bringing that to the light. But it's, if he continued to do it eventually, because it's not what the, whole like mass the mass once so eventually his numbers will probably continue to, to decline and again he won't make any money like he was making before off the, the, the stupid shit that he be talking about so i like i see a lot i drink i watch drink top champs a lot and and uh wallow and gilly's uh podcast they speak a lot to like the young bucks and the old heads in the hip-hop culture and they always like talk about like man Young Bucks, they got to put the guns down. Like, they really, really want to live their raps. And mm-hmm. we just keep losing so many of our young rappers and whatever. But back in the day, you authenticity was a very important. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop was big on authenticity and still is. So you got people like Drake that's exposed of ghostwriters and shit. It's like, oh, the authenticity. You're not the person I thought you were. And so, like, is there a world... Where hip hop can be authentic, you could be yourself, and you also can not live a life of crime and be marketable. Can be a big artist because I don't think like J Cole, mm-hmm. Kendrick, they don't live a life of crime that right. I know of. They don't talk about it, but they do talk about from their lens what they saw in their world, mm-hmm. lives of the crime that they saw. Mm-hmm. 
they live, they next to gangbangers, they friends with whatever, so they could talk about that. That's still from their lens. Mm. But what if somebody don't even want to talk about all of that? Mm. They just, they're not a Christian rapper, but they still, they rap. Are they still accepted in the hip hop? Can they be pushed as far? Will everybody consume them? I don't think that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's the psyche behind our people enjoy murderous music. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about white people, other ethnicities that has popularized the rap genre to be as big as it is today. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our people because I can't fucking understand why a white person want to hear about somebody gorilla in a coop. <laughs> they think it's catchy. I don't get they, that. They like it. <laughs> but I think it's catchy. And J. Cole also said something about that. I have to find the verse and I'm going to bring it. Because he said something about, um, he was basically, I forget what song it was, but he said something about how rappers will say shit and white people will be nodding their head to the shit, but like it's really affecting your people. Yeah. And white people think that shit is cool. They rapping about it. They having a great time. Meanwhile, it's fucking up your own community. Yeah. So I have to find the actual lyrics and what he said, but that shit was fire as fuck. I don't get it. But to but to put it into perspective, for, for people that are out there just like, no, 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 that's not true. Let's talk about Chicago drill movement. When drill came out, now granted, gangs in Chicago already got their issues. It's already been fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Already been back and forth. Already been, it's deeper than just the music. Granted. Yeah. But when drill came out, the city was so fucking hot, they started calling our shit Chirac. Yes. Like the city was so fucking hot. Like yes. bodies was dropping. People was dying like crazy. It was a shootout everywhere. You couldn't go nowhere. And like it was bad. That shit was the biggest. Niggas was growing locks. Genre of rap during that time. Every state wanted to do drill rap. They do New York is drill rap this and that all the time now. Yeah. So like you can't tell me that music don't influence people's behaviors and Granted, Chief Keep was actually in that shit. Mm-hmm. He was really in the movement. Mm-hmm. But like people outside, people grew from that. Mm-hmm. And now people, like you said, people in New York want to make, well, how do we know they actually in that lifestyle for real? Mm-hmm. How do we know you just not making this shit up, mm-hmm. living a facade and then people out here copying you because people thinking it's cool. Yeah. Like you can't tell me music don't have an influence <clears throat> on how people behave how people respond to stuff, how people are influenced in their day-to-day lives. It sucks that like, cause you don't want to be the police of nobody artistry. You don't want to tell them, no, you shouldn't rap about this. You shouldn't rap about this. But it also sucks when somebody has lost their family member due to the actions of somebody else because they're influenced by you catching the ops. Yeah. Like that's fucked up. This brings me to the whole, like, separating the artist from the art. It's not possible to do that. Mm-hmm. Because even if the person is lying, that art came from something, somewhere. Mm-hmm. If we know that little Dirt, her, Keith was really in the streets, and they making this drill music, some of the stuff that they were saying that rhymes and sounds great to us probably did happen. And we're making them rich mm-hmm. off of actually catching bodies. Mm-hmm. 
still out here catching back for Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And we're making them rich. Like, yes, her dirt chief calmed the fuck down. Mm-hmm. They superstars now living mm-hmm. their lives, families being model citizens, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, like, why did they have to, why did we have to make them rich out of so many other positive influences to be rich? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Well, I, like I, I, I don't get it. Off, off talking about traumatic experiences. Not okay. talking about it. Some of them actually did the shit. Yeah. They still to the, the hunt to this day mm-hmm. doing and if shit. If they didn't do it, they know the next man. They know who did, did it. it. They yeah. probably paid the nigga to do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never got it. I still to this day don't get it. This conversation is something that will make me be an outcast because I don't support murderous music. Mm-hmm. I think I started this when I was uh, a junior in college because I was, I, I I was a big Dirk fan and like before Keith and I didn't get their music, but I got Dirks. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan and I was like, wait, this don't make sense to the type of person I'm growing into. Mm-hmm. So I need to stop listening to this shit. Mm-hmm. So I stopped listening to all of this music. Mm-hmm. I don't consume murderous rap. If I hear it, I'm turning it off. Yeah. Like young boy <clears throat> music is wild to me. Wow. He wow. say stuff that's more than he say. I was had sex with my cousin. Had to stop having sex with my cousin. <laughs> he she, say wild stuff. He say real wild stuff. But people like his music, and I don't understand why. Like I would turn on Young Boy and have to turn it off. I gotta probably go speak to a pastor at the Young Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not a pastor. I gotta do a confessional. <laughs> oh my god! But I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think that maybe they're. Some people actually do relate. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's the psyche behind people that actually see traumatic events mm-hmm. that they actually can relate to that music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But for the people that don't relate, for the people that didn't grow up in the trenches, I ain't grow up in the trenches. For the white people, I don't, I don't like, some of the white people did grow up in the trenches, granted, but all of them did not. So like, I don't understand like how you can live your regular day to day life and listen to low vibrational music like that, and it never affects your mental, or you never think about why are you listening to this kind of music? Why is murderous music attractive to you? Why do you like? I don't understand. These boys say they idolize Dirk. You got copycats running around looking like him, getting fake locks in his head, <laughs> little perk, whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, Perkio. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Eval. <laughs> you got fake Drakes, fake NBA young boys. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. What? It, why are you out? Like, what about this lifestyle that y'all really like? Even if you weren't, uh, if you lived money. in the trenches or didn't live in the trenches, you never shot a person. The, the people that make music today, they're not talking about, because that's what hip hop and rap is. You're talking about the, the pain and struggles of our experiences. Mm-hmm. Whether you had to sell drugs or watch your mama get hooked on drugs, I understand you speaking on that, rapping about that. Mm-hmm. But if you are somebody that's off O block, yeah, run up on that, spin a block. Like, I don't want to hear that because that's you telling that's me. That's not you telling me about uh, the pain and experiences of being black. Because everybody, that's not blackness. Mm-hmm. That's just you choosing to murder people. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Right. And now you got people of so many ages wanting to be you. 
Yeah. They're like, that shit is weird. Yeah. Trenches or not, you ain't never had to shoot somebody. So how can you connect to Dirk's music? Right. You never had to shoot anybody. Yeah. I was watching, um, we're going to have to talk about this the next time, but there was a video on TikTok of a guy. He was saying something around the Rams of why do black people that come from poor environments, not like black people that come from rich environments. Mm-hmm. I, have you seen that TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody says something that stuck with me about how I have to go back and look, but about how rich kids struggle to become rich kids struggle to be themselves mm-hmm. because they're steady trying to fit in with people that grew up in the trenches mm-hmm. instead of just like saying, this is who I am. I come from wealth. Mm-hmm. But I don't see myself as any better than you. Like, you don't have to see yourself as as better than somebody else. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like people people will fight tooth and nail to say, oh, people can do whatever they want to do. People can, uh, people have free will. Music doesn't influence them, whatever. I think it does influence people and specifically because of the money. Mm-hmm. People that come from poor communities specifically Wants to be rich so bad. Mm-hmm. People want to have money so bad. People will go out there and buy fake Louis belts, fake Gucci belts, just to look rich so bad. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's real and they just went broke selling their food stamps, trying to look good. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You cannot tell me that that's not because of what these rappers wear, how these people look um, in their videos and all that. Poor people spend so much time trying to mimic, mimic and look how these rappers look and they think that the way they can get to that is by looking how they look, doing what these rappers say they do. Changing their lingo to push and pee. <laughs> it's the dumbest shit I ever not, fucking seen. Not push and pee. My gosh. And the whole time these rappers are living a facade, they don't even do this shit in real life. So I think that's the fucked up part about it because now you got a little nigga running around here with a gun, a Louis V belt. Motherfucking belt on their head so you make sure we can see it. Uh, I, I hated that era. I hated that era. <sighs> Bozos. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lames. But like to 21 Savage's point, like, I don't understand why artists do it. And mm-hmm. then you and then you sit up and you say you want us to separate the person from the music. You don't want us to see you as one dimensional, but that's all we see. Mm-hmm. That's all we hear. You saying that you're this person that you're not. 21 Savage, Savage probably thought he ate when he replied, don't call me one-dimensional. A one-dimensional artist wouldn't only talk about something when their life is progressing to no longer have to do that. So let's just say hypothetically, and you, then we you never did. Knew, we never knew 21 Savage was fucking from Canada until that <laughs> shit came out. You have so much to rap about, and you chose to rap about this, and you're still only rapping about this, <sighs> and you have riches, fame, well, you have more substance to you to talk about that a lot of us probably will never ever have because a lot of us will not be rich, will not be famous. All right, yeah. sir. Well, we just said a lot. Buddy ass, no, no, no. Oh, don't call me one dimension, though. Shut up. <laughs> Let us know what y'all think. Let us know what y'all think. Do y'all think music influences people and who they become? Or do y'all think that music has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with uh, a regular person and who they are? Like, mm-hmm. does it does it have an effect on you and how you carry out your everyday life or does it not matter? Mm-hmm. I think it affects people differently. Sometimes it 
I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you. Turns all right. A real lame into an even more of a lame. Literally. Mm -hmm. All right. You ready to drop this gem? Drop the gem. Drop the gem. All right. You gonna read it, or you putting me in front of the class again? (sighs) I guess I'll read it this time. All right. All right. right. I hope it's no big words. Ooh. No big words. Okay, so the best advice I can give anyone right now is get rid of every single person in your life that doesn't support, uplift, or benefit. I hate to say it, but you would be a lot further in life if you did. I don't care if it's simple. Simply deleting negative people off your social media, get it rid of it, all of negativity, and quit allowing it in your life and watch how much you will grow. That's the post. By Brittany Deer. Okay. What? Nothing. I just didn't think we needed to let people know who posted it. Oh, I don't want her to come after us. She going to get on that and say, that's my post. I okay. See. Brittany Deer. By Brittany Deer. On Facebook, August 1st. Wow. <laughs> okay. Give them the IP address. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so what you think about that? Uh... Well, right now, I definitely think that's a very um, relevant advice to give. Mm-hmm. We, in, we live in a world of a pandemic, possible another pandemic, and uh, low employment, jobs, having more jobs than people wanting to fill the jobs. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of crap. So needing that isolation and separating yourself from all these distractions and whatever... It's very necessary right now. I personally did it mm-hmm. still on that path, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to get back to being social because mm-hmm. I took the time away that I needed to mm-hmm. refocus, mm-hmm. reevaluate how I would like my life to be now that we've gone through this very crazy time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very relevant uh, advice. I fuck with it. It's yeah. cool. Um, I think it's, I think this, this statement is very true. I think it'd be hard for me, though, to let go of people, mm-hmm. especially when you got history with a person, mm-hmm. like long-time friendships, people you've been fucking with for a long for a long time, but they no longer, like, serve you a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you no longer really want to invest your time to be with them, but, it like, it feels fucked up mm-hmm. to, like, move on. Um, and so I'm struggling with this actually right now. So... I'm I'm interested to see where I'll be a year from now with this. You got to let them go. Because um, it's some people in my life that I don't really need around no more. But it's fucked up because I don't want to. It's hard to let people go. Especially when you like when they was there through like moments that you really needed them or mm-hmm. like times where you were really vulnerable and they were there for you. Yeah. Like you don't ever want to screw people over like that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, maybe you was just there for that particular time and now it's time to go. Because your personality, your things that, the hardest part about it is realizing that people change over time and they're not the same people that they were when, when you, you probably first met them. Yeah, the person that you liked. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the hard part. Because that person that you like, you love them so much, you fucked them so much, and now this person, and it's nothing wrong with becoming somebody else because growth. Yeah. I mean, if that's who you want to be, that's who you want to be. Cool. But I also don't like when people take a turn for the worse. Mm-hmm. And you start getting into stuff that I really don't fuck with. Yeah. Like, now nah, I really got to leave you alone. But Why are hard. you declining? Why are you right, not? Right, right. Yeah. But it's hard. So, I'm in this spot right now where I'm trying to decide on 
who I want to leave alone. You know, sometimes I have those relationships where I'm teeter-totter, and sometimes I'm talking to them, sometimes I'm not. But, like, I kind of fully want to leave them alone, but mm-hmm. I, it's just, like, I just can't complete. I have a thing where I just can't cut people completely off. Mm-hmm. I just feel extremely bad. So, like, I don't know. It's hard. It's definitely good advice because you don't want those dead people around you. You don't want dead people in your circle because then they weigh you down. They hold you back. You can't grow as a person yourself it's just like very necessary yeah. to have to cut those people off though. Oh. Girl. <laughs> don't, don't say it. Don't say it. Cause you finna say something you ain't supposed to say. Girl. <laughs> don't say it. Cause I can see it in your face. You gonna say something. You, okay. You look. Somebody feelings. No, I'm not gonna hurt nobody feelings. Okay. So friendships is something that if I just talk back to my younger self, that is something I would lock the fuck in on because I've had a lot of associates just being that popular kid in school, but I've also had a lot of meaningful relationships. And as a Scorpio, it's really hard to break down that wall that we put up. And when we do, that's because we didn't label you as safe. Mm -hmm. So if you fucking fuck me over, it took you a little while to get there. I, we we probably done crossed our paths a lot in the, at Dominican, and, and we finally locked the fuck in. Mm. That wasn't for no reason. That's just because I need to make sure that you cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that might take 50 dates before I think mm-hmm. you cool. I don't know, but it really, like, that is very um, uh, important to me is having safe people around. Mm. Now, friendships... I think that probably hit that that's probably hit the mo- the hardest out of any relationships I've had. Like yeah, the romantic ones, but I haven't put myself in too many to where I have to keep experience like breakups and heart mm-hmm. heartache. But like friendships, I've lo- I've had to cut off a lot of people that were once close friends because of dumb shit. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that's like principle mm-hmm. and principle is so subjective. And so it's like sometimes hard drop that person because they might not have that same principle as you, Mm -hmm. but you have to put that boundary up so that you have limitations to what is acceptable and what is not acceptable to be in your circle. Mm -hmm. So like that advice is great, but it's, it's, it is harder said than done. Mm -hmm. Like just for example, I've had this one friend that was my best friend, like my sister. Did so much together, uh, uh, started a, a group together, all that, whatever. But this person throughout our whole friendship, almost every year of us getting close, she would do some bozo shit. Mm-hmm. And I would mark it off as inexperience, immaturity. So I'll give her a chance to redeem herself. Mm-hmm. And then all it would turn into is just more extreme versions of that same, uh, not being loyal, basically. Mm-hmm. Being selfish, choosing self-indulgence over uh, a person's boundaries, mm-hmm. basically. It's like motherfucker would hit on somebody I really like. And motherfuckers would tell somebody some shit about that I've told them so that they can get a one up on that person because they mm-hmm. want that person. Like, it's just be right. stupid shit. And like it, uh, it got worse every time that I would let, allow that person to come back in. And so now I got to the point where I'm older. That was high school shit. I'm older and I don't accept that stuff anymore when I feel like I'm at the point where somebody do some awesome weird ass shit that don't make any sense. I'm 24 about to be 25. Like I have no excuse to allow you to be in my life. Cause we right. too old. Come right. on now. Yeah. You know, but 
I'm at that point where I have a person that want to reenter my life that I did uh, take time away from. And the reason I took time away from was a principal thing. Some bozo ass shit. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point where you do bozo ass shit. You got to be gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm questioning like, damn, should I allow them to have more? Should I give them grace, compassion? This is your first fuck up. Mm-hmm. Or should I stand firm on my, my boundaries that I've created now that I'm older so that that person can't repeat something else. And now I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Is this going to be a cycle that I allow myself yeah, to go through with people? For sure. Some people allow grace, but others like you have to be very careful because when you give people second chances, a lot of times they do fuck up again. Yeah. And like, why put yourself through that shit again? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It'd be, it's hard to decipher. Yeah. Like who really deserves a second chance and yeah. who doesn't, but Woo, friendship is is one of them weird things. What about the relationships that you feel like that's blood? Like, say you beefing with your daddy. Mm-hmm. That's not the same as your friend. You'll cut off a friend. Mm-hmm. Cutting off your daddy is different. Mm-hmm. How do you decipher between family ties and what's for you, what's not for you, what can't you take, what can you take? But that's your brother. I think I think with family, it, it just, it comes to a point where like, okay, say you did some fucked up shit. You apologize for it. Okay, cool. We still family, but I'm going to love you from a distance. Mm-hmm. Like, with friends, you could just dead that shit and just move on. But mm-hmm. with family, like, you're going to see them probably all the time, at least once a year. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with family, like, okay, y'all may not fuck with each other how y'all used to, but, I mean, they know it's, it's all love. Like, if you, if you call me and you want some shit, I'll probably come, but don't call me first. Call somebody else first. I got to be your last resort. <laughs> I'm going to be your last resort type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, with family, I feel like it's a little different because you can't really cut somebody off that's family. Like, I mean, you can, but to come to a family function and see them all the time, it's, yeah. it's really hard. Like, you have to purposely walk away from them, ignore them, yeah. like, be, like, real stupid and immature about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like with family, it's like, um, you know I don't fuck with you. I know you don't fuck with me, but we're going to say, hey, and keep it pushing. It's, it's love from a distance. You already said you ain't got to say hey to everybody <laughs> when you walk in the crib. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I feel like with family, you just know, like, you know who mess with you and who don't. And you just keep it at that. Everything don't got to be a scene. Some of them motherfuckers like to push the boundaries. And I said, it, hey, Tamaya. And, and when they come to that, you just got to let them know. I, I didn't say hey back for a reason. Leave mm-hmm. me alone. What about a job? You know, Beyonce tell everybody to quit their job and break my soul. What if a job is draining you? I want to quit my job now. I've been wanting to quit my job. Mm-hmm. But I can't. You need to support yourself. Because that and my mother. But that's a different story for a different day. Oh, okay. But I feel like I feel like when people, I have seen it though, where people are like unhappy with jobs, they leave the job. Mm-hmm. And, and to her point, when you let go of things that are bad, that don't bring you good energy. A lot of those people that have quit those jobs that make them unhappy, they ended up with better jobs, mm-hmm. they put them in better positions mm-hmm. that made them happier. They make more money than they thought they could ever make with that previous job. You know what I'm saying? So like her statement is very true. It's just hard to see the vision. It's hard to see the future when you so stuck on like the now, the now, mm-hmm. you know? So, but you definitely got to let go of those things that are like burdens. Let go of those things that don't mean you no well. Excuse me. It's 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 hard, but 
I guess eventually I'll get to that point. Shoot, I'll probably cut my mama off before I okay. And on that quit thought, a job that on that thought. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs> Get rid of them bad friends. We yes. love y'all. Episode seven. I hope y'all enjoyed. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you. Thank you. It's been real. Peace out. Oh. Just watch the damn podcast.